4: Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.
3: This is VSIN Tonight
5: with veteran handicappers Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on V Sin, the Sports Betting Network.
6: All right, welcome to the big show. VSIN Tonight on a Friday night, and the atmosphere is electric here in the Circus Sportsbook downtown Las Vegas West. No comparison. Friday night to Thursday night. It's yeah. kind of quiet out there last night. Almost as quiet as a graveyard at times. Not the case tonight, man. It's off the hook. And the games are great. And uh, that's what you expect out of March Madness. It's going to be even, you know, turn it up a couple notches next week. But I think uh, so far today, we've had some outstanding games. Very interesting betting results. Mm-hmm. we got a lot more on the schedule tonight. A couple games about to tip off. Let's go ahead and talk about them now before they do tip. Oregon. UCLA, Pac-12 tournament, T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. UCLA, a a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Bruins looked vulnerable yesterday. First game without Jalen Clark. Do you think the Ducks are dangerous dogs here? Because I lean that way.
5: I do, and I took six, actually, with the Ducks here. It looks like uh, uh, the injured player, uh, Conte, he's going to be okay. So it looks like he is going to be uh, uh, good to go for the Ducks. And look, UCLA, they ended up covering yesterday uh in you know laid with that double technical It probably should have been a colorado cover but 80 to 69 was the final score so they rallied you know first game that's always kind of a interesting spot when you have a team that is without a starting player they don't often feel the effects of it the first game Mm -hmm. they feel it the second game uh and folly dante is the big man for oregon that got hurt late in the game against washington state he was out there for warm-up so it looks like he's good to go look no tomorrow, really, for the Ducks here. They've got to win two games to get in the NCAA tournament to be a bid stealer. Lost by nine at Pauly and then got beat at home in the second half, 70-63. The Ducks were really good in the first half, and then the Bruins kind of took over late, uh, about 10 minutes to go. But I do I do like the Ducks here. I, I think this is going to be a tough game. I think, you know, do you trust Dana Altman? He's run, won this thing, what, three times? The pac tournament? I, I trust Dana I
6: Altman in March, that's for sure, because I don't trust him in November. Right, but I do trust him in March because right. that's when his teams tend to play their best basketball.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, this is going to close. I think five and a half, pretty much market wide. There are some fives out there at DraftKings and at the Win here in Las Vegas. So uh, market, markets like in the Ducks a little bit.
6: I like the Ducks a little bit as well. You got to bet on the Ducks. We're going to follow that game throughout the show. About the Big Ten tournament in Chicago, a thriller down to the wire. wire the Purple Cats. Of Northwestern go down 67-65 in overtime to Penn State. I had Northwestern in a pick 'em here, so I was a loser uh, with the Purple Cats. They're the number two seed in this tournament. Penn State, the 10 seed, and uh, Northwestern off a missed free throw, down two. Had a three-point attempt at the buzzer by Chase Adiz that kind of went in and out, Wes, mm-hmm. and uh, that's it. Northwestern. Done for this tournament, but going to make its second-ever NCAA yeah. tournament appearance next week.
5: And Penn State alleviated all, if there were any doubt, uh, they're going to be in the NCAA tournament field. Big win for the Dinty Lions. I was actually on the first half and ended up pushing plus one there late. It was 26-25 to 25 at the half. So Penn State, the 10 seed, we got two double-digit seeds that are going to be on semifinal mm-hmm. Saturday for the Big Ten tournament in Chicago. Of course, Ohio State. They will be facing number one seed Purdue tomorrow. And then we're going to get tipped off, I think, in about 15 minutes because that game ran over. It's uh, the nightcap in Chicago, Hoosiers, and the Terrapins.
6: Well, let's talk about that one now. I'm hoping that the semifinals are going to be Ohio State-Purdue and Penn State-Indiana because I've got Indiana at pick'em here against Maryland. Wes, last night you and I were speculating about the line, and I think we pretty much concluded that Indiana should be about a four-point favorite. The line opened, Indiana won or pick, and now it's going to close Indiana minus two. I don't understand really the disrespect for the Hoosiers on this number, especially when you're talking about a Maryland team that's won two games mm-hmm. against spent Big Ten competition away from home the entire season, two. Mm-hmm. And both times beat Minnesota, the worst team in the league.
5: Right. I will say stylistically, and all I have basically is my Indiana future uh, in terms of winning the Big Ten tournament. I did not – and betting this game, I'll look maybe live or second half. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Jalen Shafino, freshman of the year, is going to be probably a likely lottery pick in the NBA draft. Probably his worst game in conference play was actually against the Terps there in uh, College Park. He was one for 14 in the game, mm-hmm. four turnovers. And we know what JHS wants to do. He is not necessarily – he can hit the three, but he's not three hunting. He is trying to get in the middle of the floor. He lives in the mid-range. And, you know, I know all the metrics guys, and they're right when they say, hey, you know, that mid-range shot's the worst shot in all of basketball. But when you're good at them and you make them like Jalen hood maybe it's not. Right. Indiana struggled defensively, too. Uh, one of kind of the untold stories for the Hoosiers this year is that Miller Kopp and Trey Galloway have actually been pretty solid defensively uh, for this team. Yeah. But they couldn't guard. They couldn't guard young the uh, the transfer they they couldn't guard Maryland's wings at all and that's why Maryland really got to the line everybody was saying oh the officiating's bad and usually it is in the Big Ten if we've watched it this year to be fair but Maryland uh you know forced their way in and got to the line uh, Trace Jackson Davis 18 points 20 rebounds and it was kind of like a, a down game for him in College Park uh, uh the kid Reese uh, their big guy for the Terps he's been a lot better as you've gone down the stretch this season. However, this is away from home Maryland. And away from home Maryland, as you pointed out, has not been very good this year. Well,
6: it's a two-faced Terps team. At home, they're dangerous. On the road, they're not. And uh, that's been the case pretty much the entire season. If if you're only two Big Ten teams away from home or against the worst team in the league, uh, that that's evidence that uh, you're not very good away from home. right? And uh, Maryland is... Just a totally different team at home. I mean, you saw how how bad Indiana played in that uh, game down there in uh, College Park. I think it's going to be a totally different story today.
5: Yeah, I, I hope you're right. I, I didn't end up uh, double-dipping here. I've got my future at plus 550, 11-2 yeah. well, for I, Indiana to win this tournament.
6: I did double-dip here. I got Indiana plus 550 to win the tournament, and the Hoosiers pick him to win this game against the Terps. Now, if, if you could say it's a down year in the Big Ten – uh, I guess that's accurate. We'll find out next week, right? Mm-hmm. We get nine teams in the tournament, and we'll find out how the Big Ten fares in the 68-team tournament. But if you're talking about hot, uh, I want to say high-end talent, top-end mm-hmm. talent, Indiana's got it. The Hoosiers got two first-round draft picks. Oh yeah, and no other team in the league can say that, Wes. And that's why I think uh, Indiana should be able to put away a Maryland team that I think is mediocre.
5: And that's why I think, you know, this is the best shot for Indiana. And we yeah. were previewing this <laughs> tournament. It was kind of like, okay, the draw has really shaken out for them, you know, because they don't have to necessarily face Purdue a third time until the final. Mm-hmm. And Iowa swept them, but, you know, and they were in the top end of the draw. Iowa got beat yesterday by Ohio State, who also advances over Michigan State, even without Bryce Sensiball in the lineup. We'll preview that later. Uh, Ohio State Purdue in the first semifinal uh, tomorrow afternoon. But, yeah, Indiana. I mean, no excuses. This is a team that has never won the Big Ten tournament. I don't. They hadn't been in the final in
6: a long time. One time to the finals. Yeah, right? yeah, and that was I over 20, twenty years ago. Two thousand three. Over yeah, right? twenty yeah.
5: years ago. So, you know, if you're Indiana, you know, and you want to win a championship, because I think that there there is some pressure on Trace Jackson Davis because he set a lot of milestones: top five all-time scorer, all-time leading rebounder in program history.
6: I'm going to say this: when you're a senior there's yeah. no pressure well you got to be able to handle pressure not really pressure pressure on pressure is on freshmen
5: pressure probably is the wrong word here but expectations because uh-huh. trace jackson davis you know there's a lot of old school iu people they're like if you're going to be considered an all-time great and statistically you he is, something. if you're going to be right. considered an all-time great you've got to win some kind of championship or you've got to make some kind of deep run in march and this is trace jackson davis's last chance to do that and look He's played his way. He was going to be a middle-of-the-road second-round pick last year. Mm-hmm. Now in all mock drafts, he's like borderline first round. So hey, I think he's, he's done He's there. done what he's had to do, and he's going to be a first-team All-American, but got to be big tonight against the Terps.
6: I can't imagine there's uh, 30 guys better than him in this NBA draft. Right. Watch him all year. He, he's improved his game tremendously in the past two years, even on the defensive end of the floor. Wes, he's become a really good shot blocker yeah. and weak-side help defender. I mean, I don't think there's – the only thing he doesn't really do, he can't step out and shoot the three mm-hmm. necessarily. And that's one thing the uh, NFL, NBA scouts are going to pick on him for. Anyway, let's uh, move on here. We've also got a game in the uh, Mountain West about to tip. And uh, my odd screen not working here, West, but it's uh, San Jose State and San Diego State. And I grabbed nine with San Jose. I think it's going to close eight here at Circus. I,
5: right? I did the same thing. That's, I believe, going to be at the bottom of the hour over at the Thomas and Mac, 630 Pacific, 930 Eastern. So... I grab San Jose State too, because I think, look, Tim Miles, I, I think his club has nothing to lose. And sometimes mm-hmm. when you have nothing to lose and you don't have an at-large bid or on the line, you play with the pressure off. And look, San, San Diego State in this tournament, they play a lot of low scoring games. I was noticing last night, we were watching the late game here at the Circus Sportsbook uh, right behind us. We were watching New Mexico and Utah State and they were showing all the scores. Every game went over, but the two games Colorado State was in, and one of them, of course, was in against San Diego State. San Diego State plays low-possession games mm-hmm. in these tournaments, and when you do that, that gives the underdog a chance. We saw Colorado State. Colorado State had a chance to win the game yesterday, and San Come Jose down. State, having beaten Nevada, you know, Tim Miles. Tim Miles done a tremendous job. I don't know if he won Coach of the Year in the league. He certainly he should. He did I think win. Omari
6: Moore was Player of the Year mm-hmm. and uh, Tim Miles Coach of the Year. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, he absolutely should be. So uh, I I like San Diego, or San Jose State as well.
6: All right, so that's what we got working tonight. And uh, even a little bit more, we got later games at 8.30 Mm -hmm. p.m. Pacific. They're going to tip off, so plenty to talk about tonight.
5: Creighton Xavier, by the way, just about to go here okay. in the Big East. I don't uh, have
6: a play on this. Do you? I
5: have Creighton Moneyline. Uh, UConn did not get there, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. They had about four chances to uh, tie or win the game. Couldn't get it done. Marquette advances. Creighton was the team I picked in this tournament at 3-1 to one to win. They're laying about four and a half three. 3 I laid money line. I like the Blue Jays over Xavier. I'll take the better defensive team.
6: All right, Duke and Kansas about to advance in their respective tournaments. We'll talk about that when we come back. And the vice president's going to join us, Mike Palm, in the studio next. Come back here in a couple minutes on vSend tonight.
4: This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports
5: betting network.
6: All right, you can become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get everything you need to bet the Madness for only $19. Sign up today. Get the betting guides for March Madness plus full access to VSIN all the way through the tournament for only $19 at VSN.com/slash subscribe. All right, Wes Reynolds, Matt Humans, and the VP. At the DN Circa, Mike Palm joins us now. Follow on Twitter at Mike Palm Circa. Great atmosphere out here in the book tonight, Mike, and it's packed. Uh, Thursday, I thought was relatively quiet. Tonight, not the case. Great, great uh, business out there tonight in the book. from a breath
7: standpoint, more games to bet yesterday, but there's certainly better games today. Right. Um, you get to the quality here. Some of these teams, you know, they pull an upset, and then they're done the next day. But we just had some... Some great finishes across the board in those four o'clock tip games. And this is a stoke crowd. This is like, it's like Thursday of next week already right here. Mm. The, conference tournament weekend continues to grow steam. And this year with the West regional final here, we really just extended March Madness a week in
5: both directions. So it's a whole three week period. Well, one of the things that's really cool about coming here to uh, the circus sports book is that. You see everybody wearing their gear. I mean, I saw Arizona people. I see Kentucky people. I see Marquette people. I see Penn State people.
6: Iowa State people. Iowa <laughs> State and Indiana person. How about right a guy here? wearing an Indiana sweater <laughs> right next yeah. to me? Bob Knight's sweater. Wes Reynolds, Bob Knight. sweater. And Bob desperate Knight times
5: like. call for desperate measures. We've never won this tournament in history, so no time like the present.
7: I think you're very live. You've yeah. shown you could beat Purdue.
5: Uh, mm-hmm. So
7: can you get to the to the championship game? Not to say that Purdue yeah. necessarily going to get there. Ohio State's making a heck of a run.
5: Got to beat the Terps tonight. I don't. I don't want to hear it from a uh, uh, former Veasan uh, producer, Aaron Oster.
7: Does, does Maryland need to win tonight? I does... think they're in. Yeah, I think they're in too. I think they're in, <laughs> and I think Penn
5: State if if there was any doubt they're in yeah they're in northwestern <laughs> obviously and so they're getting at least 9
7: rutgers is in
5: michigan Michigan's has to out. very much no, worry even wisconsin though i think and they're michigan out. Are out i think they're out but there's always one of those teams though guys that gets in that we don't think should be in is it going to be one of those teams that going to be carolina i don't think it should be it's not carolina i don't think it should be it's not be.
6: michigan it's not wisconsin <laughs> It's I not, got my I got my
5: huh? tin, I got my tinfoil hat on though. Does
7: Clemson not... need to beat Virginia tonight to get? I in. think Clemson. They I think might. Clemson deserves to be in the yeah. tournament ahead
5: of all three they of those might. teams I, we I, just I mentioned. I took uh, a little out little Clemson three and a half, so we'll see.
6: All right, hey, let's talk NFL for a minute. Big trade today. The Bears ship away that number one pick to Carolina, and uh, Mike, you and I were talking about this out in the book before the show. I like what the Bears hauled in here in this deal with the Panthers. And you know what? The Bears got a gift anyway. They never should have had the number one pick. The tight, or the Texans were foolish to win in week 18 and gift wrap that number one pick for the Bears. So... Great, um, great deal by the Bears. First of all, getting lucky to get the pick, and now what they turned it into. What do you think?
7: It, it makes this NFC North such an interesting division to set odds on, right? And, uh-huh. and and to handicap. I think it will go down in history. It will be known as the Lovey Smith trade,
6: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because
7: Lovey Smith set all this up by by winning the last game. No, no, they never met beforehand to tell him what
6: they wanted. Um, Why would you let him coach the last game? Right, it's very, very strange. Um, that, that's just an organization that's clueless. Uh, starting at the top. Well, it tells you a
7: few things also, right? Carolina's out on uh, Lamar. Uh, I still think it makes sense that Detroit and Minnesota would be in the Lamar sweepstakes. I know Atlanta doesn't have a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Miami seems to be all in on Tua. Um, The division's really interesting. All but a done deal. Rodgers going to the Jets, right? So this becomes a really open division. And depending on the draft here, I know the Bears have a lot of uh, things to address, including their offensive line, but I think this got them... On the path, they're all in on Justin Fields. And I think if you're a Bear fan, you're feeling really good today.
5: And also uh, another outlying story of this day is that Frank Reich goes ahead and moves up to get their guy. And they uh, stonewall his former employer, the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Chris Ballard and Jim Irsay Mm -hmm. apparently not interested in trading up to number one, which is making me think. I don't know if it's making me think and worry, probably a little bit of both, that it's Will Levis. That is gonna be the Indianapolis Colts quarterback um, from Kentucky. And I don't know um, how much boy. that really excites me.
7: Would you rather have Anthony
5: Richardson than Will Levis? I don't know about that though either, because I don't <laughs> I don't I, I don't I think his athletic upside is obviously, you know, palpable, but
6: I'm gonna say this. I think this entire quarterback class stinks. I do
5: too. That's the thing. It's like the Colts need a quarterback, but it's like Anthony Richardson, Will Well, five foot
6: ten Bryce Young, who I actually I think is by far the best quarterback of those three. Would you, if you're huh?
7: Carolina, are you
6: taking Stroud or are
7: you taking Young?
6: Uh, I would take uh, I would take Bryce. The Young. market is certainly <laughs> moved towards Stroud. Gonna be, though. Yeah, there's going to be a little disagreement because C.J. Stroud's bigger, and uh, that's going to be the argument you make for him. I don't think there's any doubt that Bryce Young's a better quarterback, better instinctual football player. Uh, but C.J. Stroud's bigger, and there's going to be proponents for him. So I, I don't really like this class. Think about that quarterback class a few years ago, Mike, when you had uh, Baker Mayfield, jo- uh, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, and Josh Rosen. How many of those guys have turned into legitimate One. stars? One, One out of four. <laughs> and I think you're probably going to have the same ratio with this draft class. One out of those four will turn into a really good NFL quarter, if you're lucky, you'll get two, and the other two are going to be bust. Who do you think the Panthers are trading up to get, Mike? I think they're trading up to get Stroud, actually. Okay. I, I do.
7: Um, I wouldn't doubt that. Um, mm. You know, I and and I'm more of a young guy, too, but I, the more I listen to people that are in the know here and talk about this and react to markets, yeah. I think it's Stroud. I'm yeah. not betting on it, especially mm-hmm. now at the price, yeah. but I
6: do think it's Stroud. So is Stroud a better quarterback than uh, Justin Fields? Remember when Fields had the six TD passes against Clemson, lit up the Tigers in that Sugar Bowl, how good he looked? Has C.J. Stroud had a game like that? But I don't know if Fields – think about the national championship
7: game. He was not good against Alabama. I don't think he's that accurate of a passer. I thought there was an argument to be made that the Bears – Could actually use the one pick if they wanted to move on from fields? Obviously, they don't. But to start the clock over again on a rookie, too? I mean, it's all about finances, too, in today's NFL. That's the
5: problem, too, with (laughs) evaluating some of these, like, top-tier program-type quarterbacks. Like, whether you're at Alabama or you're at Ohio State or you're at USC, Oklahoma – you got receivers open <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. So it's like, can you throw in the tight windows? And a lot of it is, you know, check with me, look to the sideline, and it's audible, and everything's set up there for you. In the NFL, you got to react. And, and that's why you're seeing, I think, slow development with some of these guys.
7: Isn't it it's interesting how college football programs went from running back factories to quarterback factories? Now it's wide receiver factories, and that's what's driving these elite programs, mm-hmm. LSU, Alabama, Ohio State.
6: All right, for those who don't know, the Bears sent the number one overall pick in the NFL draft to Carolina for the ninth overall pick, a second-rounder, which is number 61, a first-round pick in 2024, a second-round pick in 2025, and wide receiver D.J. Moore, who I guess you'll say is a legit number one wide receiver. So, Mike, are the Bears going to try to do what the Eagles did for Jalen Hurts this time a year ago when they made a big deal for A.J. Brown? Because now you've got D.J. Moore, you've already... Trading for Chase Claypool. Can the Bears put enough weapons around Justin Fields to kind of? Simulate what the Eagles did with Jalen Hurts. I
7: think they have to, to. They also have to fortify
6: the line. Obviously, their line is a oh, much yeah. different line than the
7: Eagles had. No doubt. Um, but, but the, boy, they got a lot of chips to do it right now. And, and uh, you know, they're going to be moving to a new stadium in a couple of years. And I think the sun's starting to shine on the Bears maybe
6: again. How about so about if you're you're yep. giving the Bears deal from the Bears side? You're giving them this a. a thumbs up, right? Hey, I, I give it an A. a. Yeah. Okay.
5: yeah, I guess. How about if you're Chase Claypool, where you thought you were the number one guy, oh, yeah. not, not so
6: much anymore. Well, he's not a number one.
5: I never thought he well, was either.
7: Where Does Adam Thielen add, end up somewhere? Bears ought to uh, sign him. Yeah.
6: I, I, <laughs> why not? Uh-huh. He can He <laughs> can still play. Yes. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. I was surprised the Vikings actually uh, cut him loose. So, Mike, you bring up an interesting point. Who's a favorite in the NFC North? Obviously, there's a lot yet to unfold here in the offseason, but you got to assume Aaron Rodgers is gone from Green Bay. It's going to be Jordan Love. Um, God, it's uh, – there's an argument to be made it's for really the Lions, isn't the it? I think I think right now you'd make the Lions yeah. the slightest of favorites in the NFC North. That, a Really interesting when division. When was the last time we said that?
7: Were they even the favorite of the year they won a playoff game? I don't, I, I can't remember sure. it in my in my
6: life. to the early '90s if it happened right? Eric, I don't know. Eric Himple, who knows? What do you think for the Panthers, uh, Wes, from their perspective? Did they give up uh, too much? Because you're not getting, you're not getting Caleb Williams with the number one pick,
5: right? I mean, this is a big haul. I, I applaud Carolina for trying to do something because that owner down there, David Tepper, still relatively new. Yeah. And you know, it didn't, he tried Matt rule. It didn't work out. Frank Reich though, this is be aggressive. And I think go get your guy and he's going to trust Frank Reich, uh-huh. who has worked pretty well. I know last couple of years in Indianapolis, not so much, but has a good history of working with quarterbacks and, and, and improving their talent. So they believe in him, and they're given the faith, and that's what you want because clearly Reich had kind of fallen out of favor, really, with with not only Chris Ballard but Jim Ursay. So this is his chance to, you know, kind of stick it to him. He certainly stuck it to him making the deal today because the Colts uh, are <laughs> flat-footed unless they want to stay where they are and take Will Levis.
6: Yeah, a week ago, uh, Jim Ursay and his band out uh-huh. at the uh, – Event Center downtown at the D. We got a photo here of Wes Reynolds with his Colts pennant on a stick, trying to get her to (laughs) autograph it. I I did not. Randy McKay
5: actually said, hey, there's and James. Do you want a picture
6: with him? I'm like, no, it's okay, Randy. Diehard Colts fan, Wes Reynolds. All right, uh, Mike Palm, stick around. We got a college hoops play that you got working tonight we're going to talk about. And also, I want you to uh, tell everybody what's on tap Here downtown for March Madness and the parties. We're getting a lot of questions about that for uh, next week. Back here in a couple minutes. V-SEN tonight, Mike Palm, Wes Reynolds.
3: VCEN Tonight
5: with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on send the Sports Betting
6: Network. All right, we're back with VP Mike Palm. Wes Reynolds. Matt Humans here, VSN tonight on an electric Friday night at the Circus Sportsbook. Mike Palm. You have a play tonight, and uh, let's talk about it now. I've been getting texts from people all day. Who do you like tonight? Who do you like tonight? So here's a play. We can say Mike Palm likes this play. I'm endorsing a play. The, the Undertaker.
7: people want picks. They do. The they want, want
6: picks. They want <laughs> picks. They want they picks. Want picks. <laughs> you know, that's the opposite of what we were told when we started Descent six and a half years ago. We were told by the executives, don't give out picks. We're an information network. I said, that's never going to work. People want picks. They do. I played. And they want a lot of them. So Texas, Texas TCU, and the Big 12. Okay. Under
7: 147, I think the number might have creeped down a little bit right now. Two good games Good games these teams played during the course of the year. There's not much between them. I wouldn't want to lay two, two or two and a half in this game. I think this is going to be a grinding game in the 60s. An uh, important game here for seeding, for TCU especially. Texas would love to have another shot to, to vet, um, validate their win against Kansas uh, at the Irwin Center. Uh, I Not see the German Center anymore. I, I see. They changed the
6: name of that now? they got a new it? arena they opened this oh year. Oh, my God. But is, it's is called it? the Moody Center, but they're right? Playing it, but
7: they're playing at Kemper yeah. now.
5: Aren't they playing at
6: Kemper? Yeah, yeah
5: this tournament is at Kemper Arena. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. <laughs> Kemper <laughs>
6: Arena in Kansas City where, you know, everybody says Iowa State and Kansas bring most mm-hmm. of the fans, uh, but TCU and Texas here, no really home advantage no. either way. I
7: think this game's in the 60s, Maddie. Okay. I see this is yeah. a 68, 66, 69 Six. I think the, you got a lot of leeway. You don't want to have overtime here, but I think the game's close enough. You don't have to get into a situation where they start fouling down eight with a minute left, and yeah. it becomes a runaway. That's always the fear when you're playing an under in a college basketball game. Yeah,
5: or- I, I'm rolling with TCU personally <laughs> because I mentioned, you know, and we talked about that last night. When, when you have a kid that, like, leaves the program, of course, Eddie Lampkin, <laughs> it became public. uh his uh, disagreements with the coach, some of the, his mother's texts to the coach, and the fact that he was sick of his teammates—it's like it's maybe almost, his teammates are sick of him too. <laughs> well,
6: you're right about that. Maybe also, it looked like he was trying to take down Jamie Dixon with right. some of the stuff. I think some racial accusations, maybe, or right. some harassment, uh, harassment accusations. Uh, so I wondered if that was going to be a distraction. But Wes, you were right. Actually, TCU—it mm-hmm. was like addition by subtraction. They played Horn Frogs played better without Lampkin last mm-hmm. night.
5: Yeah, I think so. And and look, you know, I don't know if these accusations are true. I'm not going to mm-hmm. get into that discussion. Uh, they may or well not be. Be, But, you know, other guys, it's like, okay, one guy gets sideways, but there might be other players on the team like, look, this man gave me an opportunity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this man gave me a scholarship, and I'm going to stick up for him, and I'm going to play hard for him. So I think the Horn Frogs are going to keep it rolling tonight over the Longhorns.
6: Mike Palm on under 147
7: and a half? I got it at 147. There was 147 and a half out there this morning. and maybe be still now, too, but uh, I have 147 on this game.
6: Texas and TCU for The Undertaker, Mike Palm under 147. All right, let's talk about some of the um, March Madness parties that are going to be <clears throat> hosted here at Circa and the D. And, Mike, you, you usually hang down at the D in past years, you've always been now at the D for the March Madness Party. Is that where you're going to be next week? I'll be there Friday, or Thursday, but then I'm flying out 7 a.m. to Des Moines That's Friday. Right. Because we're gonna have a crazy schedule next gonna week. going to host right.
7: the uh, second-round games at uh, the Wells Fargo in Des Moines, um, the, second, the two games on Saturday. Um, but I'll be there for the first day of the Madness. So you go to circlelasvegas.com. You have an opportunity either to put a po- deposit down on the paid seating at Stadium Swim or right behind us here in the book. I will warn you. Thursday and Friday in the book sold out every seat sides and center sold out is availability on Saturday, Sunday stadium swim has availability uh, all four days. If that's not your cup of tea, we have the huge watch parties 12th floor Detroit ballroom at the D you can make a reservation no deposit required we have a section for people that give us a pre reservation or. Uh, here at Circa in the third floor of the Galaxy Ballroom, expecting around four to 500 at the D and around six to 800 here at Galaxy. We're actually going to have the Galaxy open the second week in two because the West Regional being uh, here in Las Vegas.
6: A warehouse. You can, how, how many can you put up in that warehouse? That's where some of the UFC fights have been staged well, up there, right? If you do it without tables
7: and you do it, you can put 1,100 up there. But we put the tables, the big rounds and that, so it's about 750 comfortably.
6: I like I've been to the party at the D, and the ones here at Circa, those are mm-hmm. really as good as uh, places you can find to watch the madness. There's the Westgate does a good job. They open the theater for that. Uh, you would think there would be more spots around town that would open, that would host big parties for March Madness. Mike, they're kind of hard to find. I get this question every year where should I okay. go to watch the games?
7: How about down at South Point?
6: Did, is, do, do they, South they Point get opens two ballrooms yeah. and they have a really good setup yeah. down yes. there. Mm-hmm. South Point does a great yeah. job. <laughs> uh, but aside from the South Point here and the Westgate, it's kind of hard really. to find a big party that you would want to attend next uh, Thursday or Friday.
5: And Mike, one thing I want to ask for maybe some of our viewers and listeners that might be coming out here if they've never been out here, I assume there are going to be tables and things all over the place to set them up on the app if they want to get betting that you'll have uh, many of your fine staff doing that.
7: Yeah, just like we did during Super Bowl weekend, we'll have uh, sign-up tables the entire week. I mean, that's... Especially if you're, if you're into in-game betting, you want to you yeah. be on the app. You don't want to be third yeah. in line and try right. to get a bet in at the commercial break. It, That's it, really it, frustrating. And, <laughs> and,
5: and it, it is, especially if you have like, you know, first-time betters that maybe mm-hmm. you're only used to betting on the apps that have never bet at, at a window before. So they have no idea when they're like, what's the number? What do you mean? What's the number? The rotation number. So they have like no idea of the etiquette of how to bet.
7: And the phenomena in the East that we're not used to out here is everybody just goes on the kiosk. If it isn't their app, they go to. They don't go to a writer, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's not yeah. the experience mm-hmm. here, obviously. You know, you get got 11 writers right behind us here at Circa, and you'll have three up at the D ballroom. You'll have three up at the at the Circa ballroom as well. The kiosk, they get the long
5: line at Stadium Swim. Yeah. Super Bowl March, man. Yeah. Get on the app. Get on the app. Exactly. You can cash it out before you go home. It's
7: just so much and easier. And with these
5: games, too, that are going to be staggered, especially in the first round, second round, uh, first round, especially Thursday and Friday, they're going to be staggered. So it's like, You're not going to know when halftime is going to start. So you got to be on top of this. I know that there's some announcements over the PA. Okay, halftime line, Houston minus three, second half total, 72.5, or something like that. But these are constantly going to be on top of each other. So this is an all day thing, and you got to be on top of it, or you're going to miss out.
6: Pro tips from Wes Reynolds.
5: Right? I just noticed yeah. it, man. I've seen a bunch of angry people uh not be able to get bets and uh, throwing fits about it.
6: Friday afternoon at 4, when you got all the madness going on, and the guy walks up to the ticket writer, and he has a sheet, and he's trying to put it in an eight-game NBA parlor <laughs> right before. It'll be especially crazy Friday
7: with St. Patrick's Day,
6: too, yeah. and all
7: the shenanigans yeah. that go on well, downtown. talk about York. your
6: schedule, because you, I think you're
7: going to the Pac-12 on Saturday, right? Tomorrow night, Pac-12 championship game in our suite. I'm I'll be here. I'll be on some of the shows Sunday in the morning, in the afternoon. Richie Bachelorette will be on. We'll have Benson. We'll have uh, – Wait, Richie uh, B's Nick. coming out. Huh? He's coming Richie on. B. I believe, rare, he'll, be, I believe he'll be on at 11 a.m. Uh, in the morning, and then he'll be in the room making numbers when the wow. announcement's made. Um, Nick Bogdanovich will be around, too. He's been doing a lot of the lifting here. Uh, he's been coming in at 4.45 in the morning all week for these conference tournaments. Yep. He says it's his favorite week of the year. You get sharp numbers on each team on neutral courts. This is a great time to book it. Uh, and then Sunday night, we're going to head down to Universal with my wife and the kids. It's her birthday Monday. Quick two-day at Universal. Get back here Wednesday, Thursday with the Madness. And then fly out to Des Moines Friday morning. Saturday at the – I'm doing some media appearances out there. I'll be on your show by Skype next Friday okay. night, 615, from Wild Rose in Jefferson, Iowa, uh, in the <laughs> middle of the cornfields. Nice. Um, and get back, uh, get back Sunday morning. I'll be in the Detroit ballroom all day Sunday. I think I land 9.30 Sunday morning back in Vegas. Not
6: to say that you're not a big deal here, but in Iowa, you're a really big deal. Right? It's amazing.
7: Uh, no, it's, uh, it's, it is. It's 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 a small state, very parochial. <laughs> uh, and, I, you know, I officiated a lot of high school sports, so I got to the, all the corners of the state meet a lot of people there.
5: Mike's been around Iowa more than the candidates in the Iowa caucuses. <laughs> the caucuses.
6: Iowa should decide the president. <laughs> Hey, by the way, uh, <laughs> Iowa State Cyclones went down to Man. Kansas. Let's talk about the Big 12 final. And uh, Bill Self not hmm. coaching today. Norm Roberts in charge. Kansas 71-58. to 58. Iowa State a four-and-a-half point dog. Can't get there. Uh, Duke 85-78. Blue Devils <laughs> keep rolling. Uh, they're peaking here at the right time. Seven-point win and cover against Miami in the ACC semis. And in the SEC, I took a loss here. I had Arkansas.
5: As a die, Hogs oh.
6: blew a 13-point oh. halftime lead and went down 67-61 to Texas A&M, which I don't think is really that good. That's, a, Ar- ba- that's a bad loss. But
7: Arkansas's in. in, even though they're the 10th seed in the SEC. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how long
5: they're going to last, though, based on what I've been hearing. That obviously tension between certain players and uh, Eric Mussel.
6: You you wonder if Musselman would bolt for a job like Texas. Would he go back to the NBA? He's one of those guys. that seems huh. like every four or five years he needs to move, to move on. There. Very Larry, very Larry Brownish. Hey, let's talk about this quickly in the last 40 seconds. Rick Patino looks like he's headed to St. John's. What do you think, Mike? You like that? Well, you know, <laughs> you what want we, to win. You want to win. Well, really. there was also some talk that maybe Notre Dame would get involved with Patino. Nope. It seemed no, unlikely. No yeah, it's, I, I thought was, that was they unlikely. wouldn't hire
7: Majerus because he was divorced. Yeah. yeah, seriously, that was the deal was going to be done, but he had it was at a divorce. So. That' why
6: Brian Kelly left Notre Dame.
7: Uh, had a lot to do with the wind and a kid getting killed.
6: Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, looks like Patino to Saint John's. Not sure who Georgetown's going to hire, and uh, Notre Dame's going to have a high-profile opening too. So. It's a Mike, tough, tough programming to coach. Enjoy your busy schedule. Uh, we'll see you here next week. You've been all over the VSN network here for the past week. I've seen you on all sorts of shows. I've been on, I've got to work with all new people. I've
7: never hosted with before. Stormy uh, Sean. Uh and, and Femi, it's been fun to be back tomorrow morning with Femi and Wes Reynolds will join us at seven thirty Pacific as well.
4: This is v Tonight with Matt Humans and
5: Wes Reynolds on v the sports betting network.
6: Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing the exclusive Bet Rivers Squares. Place a qualifying bet and you get a square in the house. If the numbers on your square match the final score of the game, you win. That's how the Squares Contest works. Restrictions on qualifying wagers. Eligible bonus and credit use, full terms and conditions available at BetRiversSquares.com. Doing a fire on the games. BetRivers Sportsbook is at BetRivers.com. Wes Reynolds, Matt Eumann's back here. Beeson tonight. Thanks to Mike Palm, the VP, for stopping by. Wes, if Indiana can't win this Big Ten tournament, I'm not sure if the Hoosiers are ever going to win one. Yeah. You got Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen hood shafino and they're trailing 19-17. Halfway through the first half, and Jackson Davis just missed two free throws.
5: He did, and uh, actually they were out pretty good here, thirteen yeah. to seven, and Maryland now on oh, a 12-4, now make that a fourteen to four run, uh, uh, getting pretty much what they want at the rim here. So twenty one to 17, 854 left to go, a fourteen to four run for the Terps.
6: All right, we'll update. Uh, and boy, it, Jackson Davis just turned. Yeah, out. they're
5: they're doubling mm-hmm. him, and and you know. They've they've doubled him really quickly, too, because he hadn't really had time to react. Indiana hadn't scored a basket in about four and a half minutes. I'm going
6: to tell you something here. From watching Indiana in recent weeks, I think they're doing the wrong thing on the offensive end by feeding TJD in the Mm -hmm. low post. Let Jalen Hood, Shafino initiate the offense and create something. They get stagnant when they throw the ball down to Trace Jackson Mm -hmm. Davis in the low post. And they end up with much better possessions when they let Hood Shafino take control. Well,
5: here, here's one thing that has kind of been a, a bugaboo about Indiana offensively all year. They run one action. And when it gets defended, then they don't run another action. Right. Then it's like they're stuck. It's like, you know, if you post an okay, you know, you see this with like Purdue and Zach Eady. They post him. Right. Okay, they double him. He kicks it back out. They try to reestablish the post or they run some kind of off ball action or run somebody off a screen. That's what you have to do because that's what I was talking about uh, briefly when we uh, came on the air for the first segment before this game tipped off. Maryland did a really good job in the first meeting of keeping Jalen hood Shafino out of the lane and out of the middle where he likes to create in the mid range. Mm-hmm. So in order to do that, if they're going to be successful doing that, you got to run guys off curls. You got to run guys off staggers. You know, they, for a guy that shoots a three really well, like Miller Cobb, they don't get him a lot of shots. You know, they don't run, like, any action for him, and, and I think that really hurts their offense.
6: That's good. Uh, good analysis. All right, let's break down what else is going on in uh, college hoops tonight. And uh, right now at the Pac-12 tournament, UCLA, with uh, three and a half minutes to go in the half, up on Oregon 24-22. So Ducks hanging around, which uh, we were hoping they would do. How about Xavier putting it on Creighton right now? Yeah, I didn't expect this at 31 all. 31-19 to 19 Musketeers with six minutes to go in the first half.
5: Yeah, Muskete- Musketeers obviously a faster-paced team than Creighton. Xavier's shooting 48%, Creighton only 375 But, you know, Xavier, I think, has done a nice job keeping it together, being that Zach Fremantle – has been hurt for about mm-hmm. the last month and a half and doesn't look like he's going to return for the season. Uh, right now, Sule Boom with 11 points. He has uh, lowered the boom on Creighton with three threes already. So 31 to 19, 6.02 left to go. Plenty of Makes time. Makes you
6: wonder how dangerous the Xavier team would have been at full strength with Fremantle.
5: Mm hmm. Yeah, because they got two bigs. They got him, they got Jack nungie He was the uh, Trials Not A lot of teams have two Iowa. bigs. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And bigs not only that can score in the post and score at the rim, but can also step out and shoot. So uh, that's what uh Xavier is able to do. By the way, if you are waiting, if you are have us on a second screen, you're trying to watch San Diego State and San Jose State, that is delayed right now in terms of the telecast because we still have a max semifinal going on. Toledo, by the way, advanced over Ohio earlier today, so this is Akron against Kent State. This is like the ultimate blood feud between these two teams. Kent yep. State up 73-67, to 67, 123 left to go. Kent was laying one and a half, two at the close. Akron has made a nice rally. If they could get a three here and get this to a one-possession game, then this gets very interesting. Akron gets a two, though, now four-point game,
6: 118 to go. That spread decision is going to come down to the wire. Zips and flashes, they hate each other, Wes. They, they they do not like each other. Feud
5: well, Akron has gotten the better of them for mm-hmm. the most part, even though Kent did win the uh, season finale, which got them the two seed over Akron. Uh, Akron now the three. Kent misses at the rim. Akron can cut this to one possession, and this would be big, too. They go ahead. I think that was Castaneda for three. That is no good. So now Akron is forced to foul. 48 seconds left to go.
6: All right, let's uh, take a look at, that's the MAC. let's take a look at the MAC um, M-A-A-C, M-A-A-C <laughs> Championship Semifinal, and uh, Marist on top of St. Peter's. The Peacocks might not be the Cinderella team. They were down 21 and a half. Now they're down 14, now 41-27 early second half in the,
5: The Red Foxes, by the way, were the number 11 seed, Mm -hmm. dead last, and uh, the the number one seed, by the way, the Iona Gales, they advance but do not cover over Niagara, so we can have perhaps best versus worst tomorrow. John Dunn, now the current coach at Marist, was at St. Peter's. And was let go years ago. Uh, the new St. Peter's coach, by the way, we know Shaheen Holloway, led them to the lead Eight, and he's now at Seton Hall. Bashir Mason, who you remember, might played for Blue Bruiser Flint at Drexel. He was at Wagner last year, so his first year in Jersey City. But right now, John Dunn getting the best of uh, his old employer, 43-27, 15 left to go.
6: You think this uh, Rick Pitino the St. John story is going to be a distraction for the Iona team? I think that
5: they're so much more talented and experienced yeah. than the rest of the Mac. Uh, now their numbers have been inflated. It, it got inflated today as Niagara was able to stay within the number. Niagara being the uh, five seed coached by former Dookie, Greg Paulus final score was 71 to 59. I think Niagara was like a 14 point underdog. So we'll see if it is, but I kind of tend to think that the talent's going to win out in that situation tomorrow, especially it's going to be either 1 versus 11 or 1 versus 10 because St. Peter's is the 10 seed. So, this is going to be a big spread tomorrow in Atlantic City.
6: Trace Jackson Davis finally makes a free throw. He'd miss three hey, in a row. Hey, how about that? Maryland up 24-20 on Indiana, Oregon, UCLA. Bruins lead 25-24. And, uh, Wes, let's talk about Patino for a minute because he said he was going to build Iona into the Gonzaga of the East. And anybody who believes what Rick Patino says is a fool, first of all, <laughs> you're a sucker. He, he's full of it. I like Patino. Are you, are you saying guess, he has a problem with the troops sometimes? Well, of course. I mean, he's a great talker. He's he's like a car salesman. But he's, he's a top-five coach in college basketball. He really is. Uh, but if you thought he was going to stay at Iona, uh, you're really naive. I never thought he was going to stay there. It looks like he's on the move to St. John's. He's going to be a big hit in New York, and he's going to win big at St. John's.
5: You would certainly think that you know he has
6: nothing's going to stop that guy. He has the ability because because what you
5: have to do when you're at those type of programs and when you when you and I were 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 young uh, adults, we grew up in those city schools: St. John's, Georgetown, DePaul. They were powerhouses. Because they were able to keep enough kids. You're not going to keep them all, but you were able to keep enough kids, you know, in Chicago, if you're DePaul, in New York, if you're St. John's or Jersey kids at
6: Seton Hall. You're right. And there might have been some money that changed hands. Yeah,
5: exactly. Uh, Patino, by the way, uh, uh, made the NCAA tournament his first year, almost knocked off Alabama in the first round. Uh, So one game away from making it in his uh, second time in three years up there in New Rochelle. But, yeah, Patino, you got to think he, hes a New York guy. He can get New York players. He knows enough of these, you know, AAU coaches oh, yeah. and these runners and you know grassroots level coaches, so that he could at least keep some of them at home. Even though obviously that's a very fertile recruiting ground. Right.
6: Okay, to the Big Twelve. Iowa State comes up short against Kansas, seventy-one to fifty-eight. When you handicap that game, and I didn't play it. Did it matter to you that Bill Self was not going to be on the bench for the Jayhawks?
5: It really didn't. I, I You know, Nor, Norm Roberts is an experienced coach uh, and probably will get another shot I think as a head coach. Again, speaking of St. John's, a former St. John's coach in Norm Roberts uh, uh, was shown the door for Mike Anderson, who got mm-hmm. shown the door today. But yeah, I don't think it makes much of a difference. I think when you've played so many games and your experience, and I believe they had Kevin McCuller back for at least a little bit tonight. Remember, he did not play the first game against Virginia. So 71-58 to was the final score. A pretty easy win for Kansas. Iowa State solidly in the tournament. Uh, Jalen Wilson 25-10 and tonight to lead the Jayhawks.
6: Alabama put up 37 three point attempts today. Brandon Miller was four for nine. He ended up with 18 points. Bama made it look easy, took down Mississippi State 72 to 49. I think this might give us a little point spread value for the underdog tomorrow because uh, I'm not blown away by what Alabama did today. I thought that was, I watched that game, I thought it was more about Mississippi State being bad.
5: Yeah, Mississippi State, and we talked about them, you know. Pretty solid defensively, but this is not a team that shoots the ball from three. They were one for 13 today. Yep. So Missouri, by the way, who they're going to get tomorrow, who beat Tennessee today. Missouri's got the athleticism, I think, to run with these guys.
6: Kobe Brown, best player nobody talks about in college hoops. Sorry, right, let's take a quick break. We've got Will Hill, VC analyst, uh, with his best bets on deck, so come back for that.